A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, I'd say we're off to a very comfortable start for our Wednesday morning. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Youngke. Tickled to have you along with us. You know, favorable weather helped attendance at the Wisconsin State Fair. State Fair officials came out with the official attendance numbers yesterday. I'll recap those for you. Uh, weather-wise, like I said, a very comfortable start to our Wednesday morning. A lot of folks waking up with temperatures in the upper 50s. Now today we'll see partly sunny skies. 79 is the expected high. Tomorrow partly sunny skies and 81. Friday we do have about a 50-50 chance of showers or thunderstorms in the forecast. Daytime highs around 78. For Saturday more scattered showers are possible. 74 and Sunday the rain also back around the area 74 degrees. What is the opportunity for rain? Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has those weather details coming up. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. This week's crop progress report around Wisconsin shows the crops are looking awfully good. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But one crop they don't include in the crop progress report is the hemp crop. But Pam, you've got an update for us. What's the latest? Well, you know, Bob, that crop has been particularly interesting over the past couple of years in Wisconsin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, because when Wisconsin was allowed to re-engage in hemp production, we got a lot of people that jumped in on the possibilities. But trying to find a market for that product became increasingly more challenging. Mother Nature didn't help a lot of the early hemp producers. Well, we're getting more refined information out today, thanks in part to some field research. Carl Dooley is an ag agent in Buffalo County that was one of the first that started the conversation about hemp production. Now, coming up on August 19th and August 25th, they've got two field events where they're encouraging anybody that wants to be involved in the hemp conversation to join them. They'll be focused in on hemp seeding rates and the potential as a forage. Some new opportunities many folks may not have thought about. I talked with Carl and asked him to take me back to when he first became intrigued with hemp production in Wisconsin. The conversations really started about five years ago. We were trying to get it uh, approved that we could grow it under under a research um, um, uh research protocol because that's the only way we could do it until it was approved by by the federal government and uh, so those and it was mainly driven for me by a group of farmers here in buffalo county who had um and and specifically a group of farm bureau farmers who had promoted it and trying to get legalized for for industrial hemp for quite a few years in their resolutions that they took forward to the state this is the same group of farmers that i've worked with for many years and, and the group has expanded um, into many looking at many different alternative crops and and industrial hemp seemed like one of the ways to go um, 
Buffalo County was uh, was fairly large grower of industrial hemp back in the early 1900s. I think it was the largest hemp processing plant in the nation was in Winona, Minnesota, just across the river from us. So a lot of contracts. When I first started in Buffalo County, I, a lot of the, quote, old guys then um, told me about how they remember growing it. And we still had it, quote, as ditch weed growing wild. And it just seemed kind of a natural for us to take a look at it again. Now, you've been really uh, instrumental in forging partnerships with our Native American folks that are here in Wisconsin. Why did that seem to work out as a good partnership, Carl? Well, there were, there were, there were three agents. It's Jerry Clark up in Chippewa, myself in Buffalo County, and then Bill Hapman, who was in Monroe County. Um, uh, that we've been, We were working with the industrial hemp with the idea. I had a plot for a couple of years just a small, really demo plot in Buffalo County. And, and Bill and Jerry got really interested. And Bill said Bill has a, quite a few connections with the, with the Ho-Chunk Nation over the years on other projects and, and was approached and said, yeah, we'd be interested in partnering. And it's been a great partnership with the, with the Ho-Chunks. Their, uh, their uh, director of, or their secretary of the, of the DNR, who agriculture is currently under in the Ho-Chunk Nation, Tina Brown, was great to work with. And uh, they've uh, they're trying to get their um, their uh, Department of Agriculture a little more organized, and they hired a gentleman by the name of Forrest Fundmaker. And uh, Forrest has also been great. Uh, in fact, he helped us out on this uh, past Tuesday when we did some harvest down in in the plots because uh, we also have a forage uh, part of this, looking at it as a quality forage or an emergency forage for dairy cows. So uh, that it's become a great partnership and a true partnership. It's not us doing the work or them doing the work. We do the work together. Excellent. Now let's talk a little bit about the evolution of the crop here in Wisconsin, Carl, because uh, from the the hard work that it took to get it approved for growing here in the state of Wisconsin, we had initial everybody wanted in, and uh, enthusiasm seems to have been tempered over the past couple of years. Tell me what you've observed. Right, and we the the enthusiasm was mostly about CBD oil hemp, and we've done we did a project for two years with Oregon State. It was a national project on CBD oil. We're not doing it this year for a number of reasons, but uh, um, the CBD industry has has really leapt forward pretty fast. We're looking at mostly the fiber and the grain industry, and and uh, and in some ways, right now, there's not a lot of markets out there for fiber and grain, especially in Wisconsin or the Midwest. But we're really um, we're we're pretty enthusiastic about the future of those possible markets because of where hemp was and 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 where it where it's kind of headed. I I had the opportunity, or I took the opportunity. A friend and I went over to Germany. I guess it was in 2019, um, and went to the European Industrial Hemp Conference because they. They've been growing hemp since the mid '90s, and and have that's where most of our varieties come from. And to look at the enthusiasm and the number of products that they're making from hemp fiber is it was pretty exciting. So um, that kind of energized us and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna not bypass CBD. We have a, a specialist down at UW Madison, Shelby Ellison, that is still working quite a bit with CBD. But we said we're we're pretty interested in." in the fiber and the grain, because it, it fits our, our style here a little bit more of farming. You can use traditional equipment with it. And uh, we like to think right now we're kind of ahead of the game because there's we're, we're out there learning about production and the markets are starting to, I think, develop. Um, 
uh, there's a long ways to go there, but uh, we, we, we have a chance to learn a little bit about the crop before we, before we stick it out there in the market. Well, what do you think it takes, Carl, for somebody that's been following the hemp conversation in Wisconsin for a while and thought about getting in? What kinds of bullet points do you share with them, uh, cautionary words before they jump in? Because it is not a cheap or inexpensive crop to get engaged in. That's, uh, that's definitely true. What, uh, what the first thing we talk about is don't, if you want to grow like a half acre or something like that and learn about growing it on your farm, great. Go ahead and do that. But don't produce too much unless you have a market for it. That's the number one, number one um, message that uh, both Jerry, Bill, and I, we all give. We also give the message is be a little careful. There's a lot of, quote, startup companies out there that, in some cases, great companies, in some cases, promising way more than they can deliver and have, um, and have signed some contracts that they couldn't make good on. So be really cautious about some of those markets, as in any new industry that might develop. Um, and and uh, the, the agronomics, I think we're, we're starting to figure out. Uh, we had last year, we did some fertilizer trials. That was our first replicated trials and a variety trial. We've expanded the variety trial this year with, um, in, in, um, in cooperation with um, Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan. And, uh, and so we have more varieties this year, both of fiber and of grain. Um, and we did a seeding rate trial this year because we're not really sure where seeding rate for fiber is really going to fall in. So we, and we have that replicated in all three spots with trials. Now, Carl, I know that you mentioned we got started under the auspices of uh, research permits here in the state of Wisconsin. Since we started, we've kind of transitioned back to oversight by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. How do you feel about that? How do the growers feel about that? First year that we've kind of worked under those uh, guidelines, what are you hearing on that? Well, not really speaking to a lot of other growers at this point. We hope, we hope to do that more this winter. Um, as we connect back with some of the folks we've touched base with, it has opened up a few avenues for us. First of all, it's a little easier uh, than it was with the Department of Ag uh, uh, because USDA, FSA has been in the game of reporting crops and stuff for a long time. And uh, so they've got it figured out, and that's uh, how our reporting is taking place right now. Uh, for me, I'm lucky it's three doors down the hall, so I can just go down there and ask questions. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think going with USDA was a good thing, just because they have the staff. It's already ingrained in their culture about crop reporting. Um, I'm not sure how the, uh, um, the testing is going to go right now. Uh, there's a number of people in Wisconsin certified that we can hire to, to test for THC levels because there's still a concern about THC levels. Um, but we'll work through that as the, as the summer goes along. Well, actually, in the next month as we, as we harvest more for, for grain and fiber. Carl Dooley is along with us, University Extension Ag Agent in Buffalo County, teaming up with ag agents in Chippewa County as well as in Monroe County for an excellent field opportunity for growers or interested parties focused on industrial hemp for fiber and grain production. Uh, who is this designed for? This design, really, for anybody who's interested in industrial hemp, if they're interested in growing, if they're interested in looking at fiber for processing, if they just got an idea in the back of their head that's saying, oh, I wonder if this product could be made out of hemp. Um, we don't, won't have all the answers on that, but we can demo the, the product, um, and, we can, and we have some samples from last year. We're going to be making some hempcrete, one of the products that's used a lot in Europe and, and – um, and also in Asia for, for building material. 
Uh, we'll do a, uh, we have enough product we should be able to do a demo at each location. Um, there's a number of different um, departments on the Madison campus, also University of Illinois and other campuses that are really working really hard on, on looking at where does this uh, product fit as a natural fiber um, in, in our environment. So it's pretty open to everybody. We'll have, um, we'll be doing um, a plot walkthrough on the different varieties, show you the difference between grain varieties and fiber varieties. Uh, we'll we'll um, talk about our seeding rate trial. We should have our results by then. This will be the second year um, on using hemp as an emergency forage. We should have the results back before that field day. So we'll have some preliminary results for two years of data, which we're kind of excited about. Um, so I think it'll fit kind of everybody. We're going to do little short um, uh, uh, talks about what, uh, and, and walk arounds of what we're learning. And, and so anybody who's interested in anything industrial hemp, grain, and fiber uh, should come on out. Carl Dooley, along with a University Extension Ag agent in Buffalo County, partnered up with Chippewa and Monroe County Extension agents for special field days that will help you get answers on industrial hemp for fiber and grain. And all the details up at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you sick and tired of that constant pain in your knees or hips or back? Especially this time of year, you need to be moving pain-free, right? Hey, it's Ebo for the team at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here every day, giving them lasting pain relief using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. The science? It's simple. They concentrate your body's own healing agents and apply them to your aching joints, restoring and repairing damaged tissue with no drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. Listen, the old remedies for pain are not the only remedies. You need to learn more about how regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can change your life. Make this the last summer you suffer from chronic pain. They've got clinics all over America. This is the exciting new natural way to deal with joint pain with no side effects and no downtime. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608 608- 319-1750. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. So I became a Farm Bureau member almost 20 years ago to be part of the state's largest egg advocacy group. Plenty of opportunities within Farm Bureau for somebody that's involved in agriculture, whether to grow their leadership or to help be a leader in an industry that we have a great passion for. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers. A vision for Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Gene, it sounds like we might get muddy boots today, depending on where you are with this forecast. Let's find out about it. Time for a Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning. Yeah, I see now a little bit better chance of rain, if not today, later this week, huh? 
Yeah, later this week. I mean, if you want muddy boots today, you probably better head way up to northwest Wisconsin. I'd say almost Ashland right now where there's just a little rainfall. Otherwise, you're going to have to make your own. Mother Nature just not providing much in terms of rain. That far northwest of Wisconsin up into Minnesota getting some rain this morning. There's an upper level system trying to build in from the west. Not too successfully. One disturbance is way north of Minnesota up into Canada. And the weak wave with that system is the reason there's a little rain in northern Minnesota, far northwest Wisconsin. Otherwise, we expect another wave to try and edge in. And that's why I think as we start looking toward Thursday, maybe even late morning at La Crosse, but more likely midday and then later afternoon further east, there's a slight chance of rain tomorrow afternoon or evening. If we see a tenth of an inch, that'll be a big deal out of this one. But that system is still off to the northwest, and that rain chance redevelops again a bit later Friday and into Friday night and into Saturday. And I think the rain will start to add up during that time. And late Friday into Saturday, we can see maybe some amounts up to a quarter inch or better. So a little extra moisture, that's not all bad. Those temperatures tend to moderate too. And I think they'll be just a little warmer here toward the end of the week, starting to push it back up to about 80 or just in the low 80s, back to about normal for this time of the year. Certainly sounds like August weather as we head on through Friday and right into the weekend. That shower chance could linger then through Saturday or into Sunday. Starting to dry us out again as we head on into early next week. Nothing major for cool downs, but we do drop back toward the upper 70s for daytime highs. Not uncomfortable at all. I'll have forecast details right after this. Water hemp. It has been a part of conversations across the state of Wisconsin for a while now, and every year the volume of the conversations about water hemp seems to increase. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist, has been trying to address the spreading problem of water hemp for a while. We've been doing lots of work over the past four years uh, with this uh, very, very challenging weed, very challenging weed. Every year we learn uh, something new. And it's, it's just one of those that I call it job security for us, Pam, because it, it keeps evolving to everything uh, we're trying to do. And water hemp is one of the amazing ones because if you look at all the innovation that's coming towards the crop detection, you know, as, particularly as it pertains to weed management, everything is targeted at water hemp right now. Water hemp or palmer amaranth in other parts uh, of the country. So it's amazing how challenging uh, the pigweeds are uh, to our growers out there. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast then. All right, well, it's a Compere Financial Ag Weather Forecast. It does call for some patchy fog and a mostly sunny day. It could become partly sunny at La Crosse and Boston later. A lot of upper 70s, maybe an 80 in the west with a northeast wind at 5. Partly cloudy overnight. We drop back toward the upper 50s as winds become southwest about 5. It's into, thir- into Thursday, that is, that I expect mostly sunny skies, partly sunny west, and that slight rain chance, even late morning at the cross, and then more likely mid and late afternoon further east, still up around 80 or so. 
and the rain chance into Thursday night could begin be around later Friday, about back into the 80s or so on Friday, Pam. And like I said, then late Friday into Saturday, maybe up to a quarter inch of rain or so in some areas. So a little moisture to wrap up the work week. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sometimes people think we're the bathroom remodeling place that just covers up your old stuff. It's how Rebath got its start 40 years ago. But just as technology has improved since dial phones, we've grown to become a total bathroom remodeling company. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When you're shopping around for a pre-owned vehicle, you know what you want. A shiny, fun-to-drive ride that won't let you down. But how do you know if it's reliable? A Wisconsin State Inspection is 60 points, which means checking 60 things. Most dealerships follow that playbook. Bergstrom Automotive isn't exactly what you would call most dealerships. Bergstrom performs a 172-point inspection on all pre-owned vehicles before they're even chosen to be on the lot. 172. That's 112 more areas where the vehicle needs an exam. With that much attention, you know they're looking at parts and pieces you probably didn't even know exist. Do the math. A 60-point inspection or 172. And all to make sure you're safe, confident, and happy with your pre-owned purchase. Choose from over 1,500 elaborately inspected pre-owned vehicles at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Auto Family. When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. 
For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. While being prepared is on the top of your priority list, add Englewood grass-fed beef as a key solution to your family's food supply. Englewood offers a broad range of options to deliver antibiotic and hormone-free beef from our farm to your table. Visit englewoodgrassfarm.com and click on the order page. Soon, you'll be stocked up on heart-healthy grass-fed beef. Englewood grass-fed beef. Farming to promote the health of our animals and our family of customers. Star guy, Mike Clemens. What's up, Mike? It's happening, Ebo. Saints got into town last night, and so they have their first joint practice coming up here in about an hour and a half from now. Oh, when the Saints come into town, Mike, feels good, doesn't it? These joint practices, man, um, usually they, sometimes they get a little chippy. Uh, the, the, Matt LaFleur, does Matt LaFleur care for, obviously he's doing it this year. Did he do one? When's the last time they did a joint practice? Was it Mike McCarthy who didn't care for him? I'm trying to remember the, the coaches who don't like these. Yeah, well, uh, Mike Sherman did one, um, you know, 20 years ago, and some fights broke out. It was against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the the front office likes it because it, like, draws more fans, yeah. you know, to, to, to Green Bay and to the pro shop and, and whatnot, the vendors around town. Uh, but when Matt LaFleur took over in the summer of 2019, he said, yeah, we're going to do a joint practice with a team that he had worked with uh, for, yeah. the Texans. And so day one, uh, he's out there, and Jace Sternberger is running across the field. And a kid named Lonnie Johnson, who had a rep, you know, when the Texans picked him up of, as being a hard hitter, creamed him. Just, uh, yeah, just, I remember that. Yeah, helmet shot. <laughs> Decleated him. And uh, that was the beginning of the end for Jace Sternberger out of Texas A&M, <laughs> I always thought it was kind of a weak choice. Uh, and then Johnson got into another scuffle, and then a fight broke out. Yeah. Now, yesterday, one of the rare times where, um, you know, it's not like we're hanging around talking to Matt LaFleur. It's a little more like the White House, you know. He comes into the press room, he takes questions, and then he's off, you know, solving world problems. But yesterday, uh, I was at practice early, and he just kind of wandered my way. And so I had this little chat with him. And then one of the things I said to him was, so are you excited for tomorrow? And I'm meeting the joint practice. And he looked at me and he says, I just don't want any fights. I just don't <laughs> want any fights. Because I think he worries about injury. Yeah. And, you know, when, like, the Cowboys and the Broncos recently had uh, some joint practices, you know, they had like a half dozen pushing and shoving and, you know, football camp fights. And I just, maybe the organization think that's that's kind of a bad look, too, or something you know, and, and going viral in the national media. Yeah. But I said, I said, Matt, I've told you this before. 
when he was coming in his first year as coach, and then that the the you know guys like Bakhtiari and others got into this uh, punch out. Uh, well, there's 20 guys on top of each other at that at that joint practice fight in summer of 2019. When I got in that locker room, the minute they let us in, Devontae Adams and I mean all the veterans, they were yelling and saying, "We're not taking that." I mean, they were, it galvanized the Packers locker room. It brought those guys together, and it also made me realize what had been missing perhaps the last couple of years with Mike McCarthy there. And, I mean, th- that team was juiced, and they ended up going out there and pulling off the upset and beating the Bears, yeah. you know, and going 13-3, and three and, and away we went. So, you know, and so LaFleur was kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but so the other news, like I heard you talking about in the update, too, is getting these players back. He announced on Sunday, and I find this kind of strange that, you know, is it a medical uh, decision? Is, is a little bit of football in? Because how do three kneels, knees, you know, a, yeah. a scope and two ACLs suddenly all heal on the same Sunday? But whatever, they put Elton Jenkins back out there. They put uh, uh, Robert Tanyan, two guys with ACLs, and Christian Watson. Now, yesterday, Sunday afternoon and yesterday, we watched them do a jog through, about 50% running through plays. But Watson caused a, a nice post 45 yards downfield, you know, to have the, some chemistry going with Aaron Rodgers. And I asked LaFleur after he made that announcement, I said, wow, you know, I'm, I was kind of blown away that Elton Jenkins is actually back in nine months. I said, that's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. I think Elton's uh, done everything that everybody's asked him to do and in regards to the rehab process, and he's been super disciplined, and he's putting the work in, and now he's that, that'll be a bit, big boost when he is fully cleared to help us out because there's not too many guys that are, number one, as talented as he is but are also as versatile as he is. I mean, we can put him anywhere on that line. Shoot, we probably could line him up at tight end. Maybe we will. I don't know. You guys want to write a story about that? <laughs> yeah, I think Ben had called Elton Jenkins the best pick Ryan Gutekunst had had not too long ago. But Mike, let me ask you this one: the one guy not the one Mike, the one guy not on the list that coming out the PUP list, David Bakhtiari is like. Are we still kind of just like him living his nightmare and us left wondering what's going on? It's an awkward moment to be sure, Epo. Yeah. I mean, hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Beautiful weather on the way for today. Partly sunny skies will touch out around 79 degrees. That's wonderful news for folks that are going to be attending any of our county fairs. Stephanie Hoff and myself are headed towards Beaver Dam this afternoon to enjoy the Dodge County Fair. Charity Seebecker is on hand for the Juneau County Fair up in Monston. And best of luck to our friends down in southwest Wisconsin. The Grant County Fair gets started today as well. I'm Pam Yankee. Really glad you're along with us. There was some big news yesterday in the small Green County community of Broadhead. Decatur Dairy broke ground on a $6 million investment in the future of cheese production there. Stephanie Hoff was there and has got the story coming up. Glad you are along with us. So today is the 17th day of August. Let's see. On this day back in 2008, swimmer Michael Phelps earned his eighth gold medal during the 2008 Olympics. The American champion swimmer won the medal in the 100-meter medley relay race. It put him over the top, winning the most gold medals won by a person in a single Olympic game. He surpassed 
the record formerly held by American swimmer Mark Spitz on this day back in 2008. Happy birthday to actor Robert De Niro. He is 79 and actor Sean Penn. He turned 62 years young today. And now you know. You know, we mentioned all the county fair activity. Well, guess what? The Wisconsin State Fair released its attendance figures yesterday, and it was a good year. Looks like the State Fair has rebounded nicely from the pandemic. The 171st Wisconsin State Fair welcomed more than 1,003,450 fairgoers through the turnstiles. That's a 21% increase in attendance compared to 2021. They had over 10,000 competitive exhibits and animal entries that were judged during the fair. They sold more than 320,000 original cream puffs and over 100,000 ears of corn that were enjoyed by fairgoers during the 11-day run. Congratulations. Speaking of fairs, there was a hearing held yesterday to decide the future of fair premiums across the state of Wisconsin. I discussed it with Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig from Marcusan, chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. She said the legislation that was being discussed would limit fair exhibitors from collecting premiums off of more than one county fair. She explains why it's confusing and something she wants to see changed. The JCRER committee, that's the Joint Committee and Review of Administrative Rules, is holding a public hearing on a rule that DATCAP put forward regarding county fair aids, uh, meaning the premium. Now, several months ago, the Senate Ag Committee and Assembly Ag Committee held a joint hearing about this new proposal because we do have oversight of rules that come from agencies, and our role is to make sure that they are following uh, the intent of the law. Now, this particular one is a little bit tricky, and it says that um, folks cannot take the same item to fares and receive a premium. So we have this in a lot of uh, several areas in my part of the world, um, Lodi Fair, um, goes on in July, but then the kids may be taking things to the Juno Fair or the Columbia County Fair also. So they would have to say, well, we didn't, we, we're taking the same thing, even though it isn't maybe quite the same thing. I mean, you can't take the same blueberry pie to two different fairs, right? Uh, that wouldn't work. Or, or are you uh, taking something for clothing construction and then at a different fair you're in clothing um you know, preview. Uh, it's it's very confusing. And the bottom line is um, what we need to do in the state is put a little more money into premiums so we don't have to go through these gyrations. So um, I'm hoping that JCRER follows the lead of uh, my A committee and say we're going to hold off on making this, this rule Let's get some more money into the program because ultimately state law says we're trying to promote a participation in fairs. And we all know that this is something that is, uh, uh, hasn't come back from COVID. We have less kids already that are in these programs. And anything we can do to promote and encourage uh, young people is, is the better path. 
That's Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig from Marcus Sanchero, the Senate Agriculture Committee. She's encouraging anybody that exhibits at county fairs, have young people that exhibit at county fairs, make sure you're following up with your senators as well as your representatives to know where they stand as far as support of county fairs through those premiums. Markets and overnight electronic trade trying to rebound after a soft Tuesday. Numbers are next. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Well, these cooler days are a reminder. Summer is quickly coming to a close. Let's make every moment last. And I'll tell you what, if you're involved in a family reunion, maybe you've got a big event coming up, maybe you're involved in a community festival, if you want to make memories with your audience, then talk to Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Now, they're located just outside of Madison in Fitchburg, but they're available to everyone on the World Wide Web at BavariaSausage.com. Check out Bavaria Sausage on Facebook, where right now they're offering their ultimate grilling sampler. This is a little bit of heaven straight from Bavaria. Beer brats, cured and smoked brats, Kaiser brats. They've got knockwurst, old-fashioned wieners, Polish. Take a look at all the fantastic old-world flavors you get in the ultimate grilling sampler. And like I said, if you've got a big event coming up, call Judy and the crew and talk to them about a volume of brats you can get for your event. BavariaSausageKitchen.com, located right there in Fitchburg. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. No change yesterday in Chicago on either our barrel or block cheese prices, but double A butter that did slip two and a quarter cents down to two ninety six and a quarter per pound this morning in Chicago. Right now we've got December corn currently trading up two and a half cents at six twelve. November soybeans are up twelve at thirteen ninety three. September wheat's four cents stronger, seven ninety a bushel. The fluid milk contracts for September currently down a nickel, 2082 a hundredweight. The October milk's unchanged at 2098 a hundredweight. You just heard Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig talking about actions taken at the state capitol yesterday on funding for county fair premiums. The Joint Finance Committee also released funds for some initiatives that are administered through the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. That included some of our conservation programs. The Commercial Nitrogen Optimization Pilot Program has received its funding for 2023. It's basically designed to optimize the application of commercial nitrogen. They are also instituting a $5 per acre rebate for farmers that grow a cover crop. That's designed to help offset crop insurance premiums that will be paid for those acres. Some additional monies were also released by the Joint Finance Committee yesterday for the Wisconsin Ag Export Program. That's something that started in 2021, saw $460,000 in initial export sales increases. 
about $1.59 million they anticipate in sales the following year. So again, funding monies now in place for the nitrogen optimization pilot program, the crop rebate on cover crops, and also the Wisconsin Ag Export Program getting its funding yesterday from the Joint Finance Committee. Speaking of money, coming up next, we are going to visit with the folks at Decatur Swiss Cheese Company down in Broadhead. They broke ground yesterday on a new $6 million packaging, curing, and warehouse facility. Stephanie Hoff was there. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So I became a Farm Bureau member almost 20 years ago to be part of the state's largest egg advocacy group. Plenty of opportunities within Farm Bureau for somebody that's involved in agriculture, whether to grow their leadership or to help be a leader in an industry that we have a great passion for. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All kinds of excitement yesterday in the small Green County community of Broadhead. A lot of dignitaries on hand for the groundbreaking of a new $6 million packaging, curing, and warehousing facility for Decatur Swiss Cheese Company Cooperative and Decatur Dairy. Our own Stephanie Hoff was on hand. Well, it was just in March that I caught up with master cheesemaker Steve Stetler. He was dressed head to toe in a white getup helping out at the World Cheese Contest, and he had just won first place for his cheese curds. Fast forward to this week, he's beaming with pride once again as he and his family break ground on an expansion of Decatur Dairy in Broadhead. Steve tells me the cheese plant was bursting at the seams, meeting the current demand, and this expansion will offer more room not just for cheese, but for the next generation. Well, for being an old dog, everybody's kind of surprised we're building on, but 
with with Matt, our other master cheesemaker, and and our family wanting to be involved in keeping this going, and and the young core of our our farmers, um, you just have to do it. And we have a commitment from our, our our cheese buyers, the people we have partnered with for a long time, and been fortunate to partner with them to continue to grow. And we've just we've just got this building busting at the seams, so we need more room. So yeah. we're we're doing cold storage which we've been out of for several several years uh dry storage which we've been out of for a long time we've just been out of a lot of room for a long time and this will bring us up to date give us a facility that people can walk in and we'll easily pass industry standards and and move forward yeah the bottom line is you simply ran out of space so demand must be pretty good well we always seem to build and fill it up so i don't know every 10 years we seem to have to do something so hopefully with this project we put a lot of time in it and i think we made the right decisions so hopefully this lasts for quite a while but yeah i mean we've been fortunate to have a strong farm base and a strong customer base and not only that but strong partnerships this doesn't just fall under decatur dairy Incorporated. There's also the Decatur Swiss Cooperative that's involved in this partnership. Tell me about that relationship. The relationship between the co-op and myself has always been pretty unique. Uh, they've been involved uh, pretty relentlessly from day one. You know, if we both can't make money, how do we how do we be successful? And they've given me uh, pretty much open reins on on what I can do as long as it works out and and they've been there with i mean they've owned the building 100 percent by themselves until now we formed this new llc which is a partnership between them and my wife and myself so it'll be an interesting uh project and and they're they've just always had a lot of support and they wanted to be part of this project they didn't want to really sell the building uh they just want to have a piece of it. They enjoy it. And, and in the farmer's eyes, too, with their partnership in this new cheese plant is a security blanket and ensures that their milk has somewhere to go. They are. Uh, you know, in, in this day and age, everybody's concerned about product and if it's going to have a market. Uh, you know, they can wake up every morning and know we're going to pick up their product. I mean, they stress me every now and then. I mean, they like to produce milk, and sometimes we're pretty full, but it's worked out. And, and we're not really growing on the farmer base, but the farmers we have, we take care of and protect them, and I think that's what they're looking for. And it sounds like your community has also taken care of you. Uh, you have a lot of also local partners between your bank and the construction companies. How have they responded to this expansion? I don't know if that says anything about me. I've been here a long time. So they've watched what I've done over the years, and and it's just worked out. I mean, I've gotten a lot of support, and, and we try and do the right things. And, and we, I mean, our little store here, we sell cheese at a reasonable price, and we have a good following with that. So, I mean, and, and the farm base is has been really supportive. So in the community, you know, we just try and be part of it. Yeah. is what we try and do. What's the timeline? When do you expect the construction to be complete? We're hoping to be in there February 1st. That's when we're hoping to be in the new building. What was that timeline between the groundbreaking today and the first conversations? How long oh, I was it? it was 
it was probably early 2020, mid-2020, okay. late spring of 2020 is when we first opened dialogue with a couple of contractors on what we're looking at doing. And that had been a tricky conversation to have with the prices as they were, construction costs going up, then now we're in kind of an inflationary period. Has that been a weight on your mind or has your backing been pretty good? Well, we locked we locked in a lot of pricing early before it got real bad, but some of the stuff we just have to endure, you know. Yeah. So that's uh, I I think Kramers have taken pretty good care of us on some of the pricing. So they're holding pretty much true to what they've committed to. So hopefully Hopefully it works out. What are some of the key features you're looking forward to as a creative, as a master cheesemaker? Is there anything that you're really excited to get? Oh boy, <laughs> I've done I've done so many things right now. I mean, we're our curd thing is keeping us really busy. So that's one thing we're really looking at is making a, the best curd we can make for the people that are using it, and and just supplying good cheese to the customers that we have i mean i don't really have a lot of room at this point to experiment but matt um, the other master cheesemaker he just developed an asiago so we're looking to see where that goes uh it's a good good product uh, a lot of people don't know about it so that's something we'll probably start showing people uh on the on the wholesale side instead of just our retail you're always quick to never take all the praise. You hand it off to the people that have that you work with that support you, and also the next generation. Matt, as you mentioned, your second-in-command master right. cheesemaker here at Decatur. Also, your family. How do they feel about this expansion, and what are they excited for? Well, they uh, they shook their head a lot about it, but <laughs> as time goes on, and and they're involved in the regulations and the audits and and they know what we're looking at down the road so they know it's a necessary need to do what we're doing are, are your daughters fully involved well both of them are going to cheesemaker school this fall so they're both plan on getting cheesemaker license uh that's their goal and i i believe my son-in-law is going to do the same thing he's going to enroll and take the cheesemaker course so they're they want to get they want to get to be licensed cheesemakers. So yeah, I mean, they're they're committed to the industry and and being part of the industry. We're catching